The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hello, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live in the studio in Arizona. It is a Monday morning. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, uh, and that will be football, a lot of football, shall I say. Uh, definitely going to get into some A-Rod and decision. We may have a call in. I'm not sure. Uh, Junior Spivey, but we talk on and off about the situation. He's very, uh, you know, if you heard the show, you heard Junior, very opinionated, <laughs> opinionated on some things. Uh, but we are, we are going to talk about the... Um, Playoff games yesterday, which was the San Francisco 49ers, Carolina Panthers. San Francisco wins on the road. The uh, San Diego Chargers has to travel to Denver. They lose on the road. So a lot of a lot of questions I got about that game. Got that game, but let's move into um, first and foremost the games that came before that, which was the New Orleans Saints traveling back to the Seattle Seahawks. They lose that game 15-23. Uh, and you look at that game, and there was a lot of mistakes. You look at the quarterback play uh, and Russell Wilson, and you know, that defense that he has bails him out of some situations this last game because he made some decisions in this game that wasn't Russell Wilson-like. And maybe that's coming off the bye week. Maybe that's a tad bit rusty. But you, you got a, you got a first round bye. You, you play your first game at home, and that's against a, a team that you beat uh, during the season. Not all games, not all these games are hard. Not all of them are easy. Uh, you got to line them and play the game. Russell Wilson made some decisions. He they, he did win the game. He was nine nine for eighteen in this in this football game for one hundred and three yards. Nine for eighteen. Drew Brees twenty four for forty three, three hundred and nine yards and a touchdown. Um, what what happened? What did happen was Marshawn Lynch had a good day running the football, and and that's to be expected. If you want to win football games, you got to be able to run the football. Uh, then that opens up a lot of things for the pass. But you got to give credit to. The defense of uh, Seattle, who's been playing well at a high percentage all year long, uh, they pulls out the win. They have one game away. That game is they host in the San Francisco 49ers. They get to go to the Super Bowl if they win that game. Alex Clancy in the studio. What did you know about this game? Uh, yeah, Marshawn Lynch definitely bailed him out. Uh, Russell Wilson, and he was kind of exposed this game. He They flustered him a little bit, and 9 for 18, and I mean, he didn't. If he didn't have the defense that he did and, he, and Marshawn Lynch didn't run that ball in from 30 yards, uh, this could be a very different game. Shane Graham missed a couple of field goals. So, so there's a couple of things that happened that made Seattle pull this out. And and going to the last play, and I'm going to ask you this because I texted you right after this happened. Um, Drew Brees throws the ball to Marshawn Lynch. You, I mean, uh, to a Marcus Colson, you have five seconds. You step out of bounds there, right? right. Or was that a design play for him to throw the ball across the field to try and score the game and win it in regulation? They ran a regulation that way because that was an awful throw by Marcus Colston. It was a terrible throw. Threw the ball five yards, uh, 
five yards ahead of the receiver, so it would have been uh, an illegal forward pass anyways. Do you think that you give your quarterback, who's the top five quarterback in the league, a chance from 35 yards out to make a play to Jimmy Graham or something like that instead of throwing the ball across the field? I, I mean, I think the obvious answer is yes. And obviously they would have had to go for two. There are things that would have had to transpire afterwards, but at least you give yourself a chance with five seconds left to, to set up a play and throw the ball to maybe the most dangerous receiver who was held at bay the whole game uh, to make a play at the end in Jimmy Graham. That play right there, Drew Brees, Marcus Colston, uh only makes sense if he can, after he's caught the ball, go up the field, then throw it backwards. That looks like a forward pass that he made. But you, you look at... Um, uh, the situation again, you had five seconds on the clock. You have you had a little time left to run one more play. I think you step out of bounds and you throw that uh that Hail Mary pass and then if that happens you happen to get it, you do go for two. Yeah. Uh but you you're talking about keeping the ball out of Drew Brees' hand, his own teammates did that, his own team did that, that play call did that. I don't know if that's I don't know if that was a design play. Uh I don't know if he looked at the clock. Maybe after he threw the ball and after uh Marquise caught uh caught it. If he had time on the clock, step out of bounds. If not, then try to make something happen with some reverse. You have to know how much time is on the clock you at that point. Know. I mean, that that last that play lasted five seconds. Once he caught the ball, it was a quick out. He had, I mean, he had ten yards that he could have run in five seconds, and then ran out of bounds too. So, I mean, there was a lot of things he could have done. There were a lot of things he could have done, but he chose the most boneheaded one. So, I'm <laughs> hoping that the offensive coordinator called that call or John Payton called. And I mean, they're known for doing things like that. They kick the onside kick. Uh, start start the second half in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, this is not out of the realm of possibility for them to call it, but I feel like in that situation, you you kind of cut your losses and, and try to make one last play. And it wouldn't even have been a Hail Mary. It's just a long pass at that point, right. 35 yards. It's what Drew Brees does anyway as no. far as a long pass. And then he has a 6-6 Jimmy Graham that he could throw the ball up to him. Possibly things could happen, but it's not to say that, it, it, that that's going to be a touchdown. But we've seen stranger things in football, plus the corners of a uh, – the Seattle Seahawks, they're tall corners. Yeah, so. Richard Sherman supplanted himself as the best as the best cover DB in the league, in my opinion. I mean, he shut down Jimmy Graham like Jimmy Graham had never played football before. He got into his head before the game. He's been, he was in his head the whole game, so uh, he, he did a fantastic job. This is why you got to know the down and distance situation of a football game, time on the clock, uh, tendencies and all. This is, when, this is when some of the best athletes come out to play in the final seconds of a football game. But I understand those final seconds and what to do. Do I have time? Put the quarter, put the ball back in my quarterback's hand so we can run this play. I know to see it, uh, New Orleans Saints are probably kicking themselves because you look back at this game, and I'm sure the professional guys on that football team has watched this film. Uh, most of these guys, it being the last game, probably won't watch the film. But the professional guys who go about their business a certain way, who want to be at the pinnacle, which is the Super Bowl, which we have four teams left to, to possibly reach that, I bet they watched him and kicked themselves and say we could have won this game or we should have won this game even though it was on the road and probably one of the toughest places to play. We could have won. They could have still won that game. Yeah, the, the one play that stood out for me when, when New Orleans started rolling was it was third and long and Russell Wilson made a perfect pass to Golden Tate. Golden Tate made a great catch, caught the ball, stayed in bounds. And that kind of, I think the next play, Marshawn Lynch ran in for a touchdown, that longer touchdown. Right. So... Um, if they would have stopped in there, I mean, you could have said there were a lot of third and longs this weekend that were converted that kind of led to wins uh, by the uh, by the victorious teams, and and we'll talk about a couple of them later. But Definitely. yeah, that's a uh, I don't know. I mean, good for them. I think that San Francisco looks to be the better team in this matchup with with him in Seattle. Even though they go into Seattle, this is like playing your kid brother or, or playing your cousin or something. You've played forever. You played so many times that you know them. That the sound won't be as deafening to them as it is to everybody else. 
And um, and this will be the third time they played this year. Uh, they are divisional opponents, uh, possibly rivals, uh, San Fran, Seattle game. Third time they're playing this year, but San Fran has to travel. They're built for this playoff, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it seems I, like I, it. I gotta, I gotta believe they built for this program, I mean, the playoffs. They was a team that's 12 and 4. They had to travel to an 8, 7 and 1 team in Green Bay, pull that off, uh, and it was a good game. But you see the momentum of what they're doing offensively. Their defense is in place. Their defense is making plays. Offensively, they're building a momentum week in and week out. Uh, they was able to escape Aaron Rodgers in that cold weather. Uh, then they go to Carolina, uh, another 12 and 4 team that's on the road. But you're playing against teams that won their division. You're playing against those type of teams. Um, a rule that we talked about that needs to be changed, not in the sense of not in a, a Carolina uh, factor, but maybe that eight seven and one, um, maybe scenario that where they, Green Bay would have had to go to San Fran. All right, so now they go to Seattle, and they have to play a team they've, they're very very familiar with that they possibly can win this game. Um, the way they're playing offensively and defense, the way Kaepernick is using his legs uh, just as much as he's using his arm, the way he has Crabtree, Anquan still balling, still a go-to guy. It seems that they start slow, but these guys always finish strong. They end up beating Carolina 23-10. to 10. Now, this this is a game. If you hear me, my voice sounds kind of crazy because I, I take some medicine to decongest. So, um, Mucinex? No, some, uh, no, no, it's Robitussin with some decongestant stuff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I looked at this Carolina game, and I thought, I've actually, I think I picked Carolina in this game. I did for sure. And I look at this game, and I say, uh, until it was his first loss, Cam Newton's first loss in the playoffs, his first time in the playoffs, until he can get control of his throws, his passes, this is when his team is going to excel more. The decision-making is fine. The accuracy of his throws is what I'm a little suspect about. Until he can control that, and until Carolina Panthers get a top receiver, um, taking nothing away from uh, Steve Smith, and not a, not a top receiver, until they get a tall receiver, another go-to guy, because Steve Smith is always going to be the go-to guy as long as he's dressing in any NFL uniform. As long as you get another receiver that can complement Steve Smith, um, and and I like the guys at Missouri, some tall guys at Missouri that's played football well at a high level, University of Missouri. That would be a great fit. I don't know where they go in the draft or where Carolina Carolina probably picking the fifth or in five to ten range somewhere. I'm I'm sorry, twenty fifth to thirtieth yeah. range, thirty yeah, second range somewhere. But if they can get another receiver, this is when this team changes over. Because I think defensively they're gonna be okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. There are three drives in this game that that made the game one well two against two for Carolina they were they were first and goal from inside the ten twice and they didn't they didn't throw the ball once so that that's one you run the ball run the ball run the ball against that defense you're not gonna be able to get in the end zone so Carolina had to settle for two field goals or had to settle for one I can't I think it was a field, goal settled, to t- a field goal and a touchdown in the second quarter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So when when they was on the one yard line and they didn't get it, but they came right back and threw a touchdown. To, that's uh, what it was. There you go. Oh, yeah. that's right. It was fourth and goal, and, and they stopped Cam Newton running right. forward. That's right. And this was Cam Newton's decision. He convinced uh, Ron Rivero that he could quarterback sneak. If you go quarterback sneak, you know, do that on first or second down. Right. Like you can't. You can't. You know they know that what's was a coming. long one yard. Right, absolutely. And then when Car- when uh when San Francisco had the ball in first and goal from from inside the ten, they do a rollout to uh, Vernon Davis. So I mean, you could tell that that. 
San Francisco was more confident in their goal line uh, offense. I think Carolina was trying to not make a mistake. They're happy to get three points. But I think with, with San Francisco, especially at home, you have to score touchdowns in the red zone, and you're not going to beat them. Even in the first quarter when it was 6-zip San Fran, it still looked like Carolina Panthers had the momentum. Yeah. It, for some reason, it looked like they had the momentum. Uh, they, they kept them out of the end zone, and they were able in the second quarter to come out and um, put some points on the board. After being uh, still made it on the one yard on a goal line, goal yard line with the um, fourth and one situation, it seems like Cam Newton throws off his back foot a lot. Like he 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 doesn't step into his throws. And the one throw that I saw him absolutely step into is the one against to Steve Smith. It was a perfect pass. Also the one down his, on the seam route to the tight end. Oh, Greg Olson. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So there were a few where he did, but it seems like where he threw his cut, where he threw his picks. He was just he was just flailing the ball, trying to get in the in, in the area of his of his right receiver, and especially San Francisco's defense are way too good for that. And that's why I say if you if he doesn't improve his accuracy, I, I don't have a pro, so much of a problem with his uh, decision making, but his his accuracy uh, putting putting the ball where only his teammate can get it, like some of the greats do to this day. And I think he's going to be one of those guys. I think possibly he could be one of those guys. But you have to fix those little minor things, and those—that's the stuff you're doing all season. Football is your—I I don't know these guys to say it's their life now, but football is what they do for the next. And he—he he being a quarterback, possibly for the next 12 years, this is what you do. So the off season is where you hone up your skills. You go to these—you go to these different camps or Carolina Panthers organization. You take the time to get a decent quarterback coach in or some guru that that used to get these guys in. Um, position or ready to play or take them through some some drills to fix to a little hinge or twinge twinge there here or there. But this is what have to be done for Carolina Panthers to move forward because he just he, he you're right he he throws off his back foot too often, which there's no heat on the ball and it sails right. over the receiver's head a lot. Yeah, I mean, and and one thing I did notice with Kaepernick and him is that well, Kaepernick only ran the ball I think for like he only ran the ball for under twenty yards I think so. Um, not, not so much with him. Cam Newton, 10 carries, 54 yards. We haven't seen this since like week two. He actually, he's actually running the ball. And it's interesting that the San Francisco, uh, the, oh, oh, um, you know, I'll talk about this on the other side of the break. I, I want to, uh, take more into this. So we'll, we'll come back. Uh, Kwame Lasser Sports, like Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasser in studio. We'll be back in a minute. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back to the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio, as always. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in and join the show. We are talking about the Carolina Panthers, San Francisco 49ers. Alex, you left off with a point you wanted to make. Yeah, uh, Cam, especially in the beginning of this game, you could see that San Francisco wasn't really scheming for him to run the ball because he hasn't really done it all year. And it brought up an interesting thought to me about Colin Kaepernick where he's learning, and, and I haven't been the best, most Colin the greatest Colin Kaepernick fan. I, I really haven't. I've kind of been ambivalent with regards to his skill set and if he could ha- have a long tenure in the NFL. But I will say that he is eons past Cam Newton in his ability to read the defense and take what the defense gives to him. And you could see that against Green Bay, he ran the ball for whatever, 80 or 90 yards. And then this game, he only ran the ball for 20. He did run for a touchdown, but he threw the ball more this game. You could see that Cam Newton isn't exactly there yet. He's not there with regards to being able to slip out of a slip out of a uh, potential sack and try to get five or six yards. He's always looking downfield when it's a pass play, things of that regard. So it's interesting to see what will happen in the playoffs, especially with running quarterbacks in the years to come. Because if you don't run the if you don't really run the football the whole year, and then you break it out in the playoffs when you're fully healthy and you you know you haven't taken those hits that RG three takes when when we scrambles and all those things it'll keep the defense guessing more than they already do. So I think Colin Kaepernick does have a step up on Cam Newton in that regard, but Cam showed flashes of him being able to still run the ball really well, especially when the defense wasn't scheming for it. I like those guys that can run, but they also can sit in the pocket and throw a ball. They like also, Russell Wilson. I mean, you're going to see him next week also. Yeah, Russell Wilson is one of those guys. But they're, they're guys. They're total package quarterbacks. And, and by total package, you've got to have the, uh, the, the wits, the smartness, the uh, common sense to know when to get down. How to slide? You got to have all those things to survive. But would you say Cam, uh, Kaepernick and and um, Newton? You, you you make the comparison about the two, and you say you what you haven't been as a real thorough fan of Kaepernick because of certain situations. But would you say that's to the offense coordinators that they have because they have and I, and I mentioned this three years ago, two or three years ago that I thought they had. I thought they had Cam Newton passing the ball too much in in wrong situations and well, at the wrong time. Um, but Kaepernick, you look at his look who his offensive coordinator, look who his head coach is. He got an offensive minded guy. He had the guy who played the position. So when you can limit a guy at the same time, and you can look at when I say limit, you can also look at Alex Smith what they only allowed him to do, and he, he flourished off it. But you got a guy that can run. When we saw him run last year. I thought it was great. I thought you got a guy who can move out the pocket. It was entertaining if you were offensive. He ran for almost 200 yards against Green Bay last year in the playoffs. Right. And then and then he comes back and he sits in the pocket and we're looking for – you look at him and it just doesn't look comfortable because he always, you know he got that bug that he wants to run. I think Harbaugh is doing a great job with him as far as 
you can run, but we'd like you to run through these progressions first of, of where we want to pass the ball sure. before you take off. Yeah, I mean, it's also easy to get kind of lost in the fray because of how good that defense is and how good Frank Gore is. He doesn't. He he's not responsible for doing as much as other starting quarterbacks in the league. Like if you put him, I don't know, anywhere, you put him w- with the Texans. It'd be a little bit different. They have a good defense, but they don't have exactly what San Francisco has. San Francisco is a top five defense. They have a top eight running back, and they have some of the best veteran. They have the best, in my opinion, veteran receiver in the NFL to do what he does. He doesn't. He doesn't catch the ball a lot in, in games that they don't need him to. But he had nine catches for 135 yards yesterday when they needed him to in big games. And Kaepernick just throws the ball in his direction. He comes down with everything. You think? I think the presence of Crabtree because he only it had, probably helps Bolden too. Yeah, yeah, because he only it does help Bolden because he only had about 36, uh, 26, 36 yards yesterday off three receptions, and uh, Bolden went for eight. For what was it, uh, one thirty six? And there were a couple big ones, like down the field. I, he, he's never been a deep ball threat, but he looked he's like it a little open. bit yesterday. I know he's, he's always open. He's always open. And if it's if it's third and six, you throw it. You throw it. Uh, you know, three or four yard out. He'll get those two yards based on strength. He's run our test of the NBA of the NFL. The guy's just too strong just in it, but too it, much of a beast. His his strength and his passion goes hand in hand, and it's hard to take a guy down like that um, who's determined to get that extra yard and and also secure the football. Um, and I think Anquan, I think Crabtree, uh, his presence opened up a lot of things uh, because they didn't have Crabtree in that first game this year. Right. And and, and Anquan went off. But uh, having him there just eased the pain. That's why you got to have another a receiver opposite of your superstar receiver that compliments. I, I thought Ted Jen for the Carolina Panthers was a great fit, a great move. Yeah, he, he had a good day yesterday. He, him leaving out of there. Uh, going to Carolina, I thought it was I thought it was a great move. Ted Ginn, yeah, he did. He had four receptions for 104 yards. Longest was 59. He didn't get in the end zone. Uh, but this guy, what he does on special teams, what he does uh, in that lineup, uh, being in, I think he may be a number three receiver. Yeah. Um, well, because Greg Olson's the second receiver, even though he's a tight end. <laughs> Greg, <clears throat> excuse me, Greg Olson having 55 yards yesterday, and that longest one I talked about that same route that Cam put right mm-hmm. on the money was a 35 yarder yep. strike. Which it was awesome for uh, to see Cam do, do early in this early in that game. And doesn't he? I mean, I mistake me if I correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he have a really long release? Like he doesn't get the ball, he doesn't get rid of the ball very fast. And you see, he winds up fully every time he throws the ball, and I feel like that takes a second away from. You could see, you can have a full release. Like look at how fast Aaron Rodgers throws the ball. I mean, Kaepernick doesn't doesn't get rid of the ball too slow either. Um, I feel like Cam can get Cam gets sacked more than he should because it takes him a long time to get rid of the ball. You see, he looks like a uh, no. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see it as a problem. But I know what you're talking about. Kind of like a Brian Leftwich um, release where you winds up. And this was this was one of the things I'm talking about on the off season. You got to drop back and have that ball. You got to find some quarterback guru or office coordinator to understand how to make this guy better with all that talent that he has and how how powerful he can be for your offense and your team. You keep the defense off the field with an offense, a, a quarterback that can run the offense. Look what Peyton Manning does to off defenses. He keeps his defense off the field and fresh, ready to go. Um, this is one of the things Cam Newton has to be able to transcend from. Uh, this year, a lesson learned, getting into the playoffs, had a bye week, <coughs> went on a nice run. And then his court, his mechanics, dropping back, having the ball up as as opposed to down. So when you do pass the ball, the first thing you don't do is bring it up. It's already right there. Now at the end of the game, fake punt with twenty three seconds left. You're up thirteen points. 
What, what the hell is Jim Harbaugh? Th- now, listen, <laughs> I like Jim Harbaugh's swagger. Like, I get it. Three straight NFC Championship games as a head coach in the NFL. I get it. Like, that is not a lot of coaches do that, even those that have been in the league for 20 years. So maybe this was a I can't believe you thought that we'd lose to this team move. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why this was even brought into play. People are pissed. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's that not going to be. People are going to forget it next week. It's not going to be a huge thing. That he ran a fake yeah. putt? I'm going to tell you why he did that. It, it, it had no factor in the game, really. Um, it, it was more so to put Seattle on notice. You're not going to just freely rush our punter. Because you do things in football games to make that you probably never do again, but you want the other team to have spend 15, 20 minutes practicing on it or st- not rushing the guy because he might punt or he may run. Uh, in situations like that. So now you give the returner time. Yeah, that's that's a sweet idea in theory. I don't think that's why he did it. I think he was being I think he was being a well, you look a at jerk the, for lack of a better term. Well, look at the relationship because he and Rivera uh, played together in Chicago, but you look at the relationship that he and um uh Pete Carroll had. It was it was like opposites. Like yeah, there's no love lost There's no love them. lost between those two guys. So, of course, I think that's why he did it, but you know, I'm not I'm not in his head. But he's but. also not in the field next week. That I mean, that punter might get punished for the 15 yard. Just I mean, they might take it out on somebody. Possibly, you <laughs> know. Sometimes you look at the head coach. Sometimes the punter may see something he just take off, and that's a conversation between he and the special teams coach. The head coach might not even know anything about it. You think it. he didn't know anything about it? Sometimes it, Jim Harbor would have blown a gasket if they called a fake punt and he wasn't part of it I've, at uh, the end of the game. I've when been it didn't part, matter. I've been part of. Uh, honestly, uh, I've been part of. Some things we done on special teams that the head coach didn't know about it, but we had to make it work. And especially in coach, he's like he's he's hyped up. He's like, you guys got to make this work. Got to work, and he won't say anything. Yeah, I mean, but, and but he'll take the blame. For, he'll he'll give all the credit to if it works. He'll give all the credit to the players. But if it doesn't, he takes the blame. One thing that did bother me about the game was when Kaepernick scored the touchdown. He did the Superman like he mocked Cam Newton. I didn't see, see this any is reason the reason for that. This is yeah. one of the reasons I why I haven't liked Colin Kaepernick. Because now, unfortunately for everybody else in the league, everybody's being compared to Russell Wilson. Because Russell Wilson is the way that a quarterback should uh, collect, should behave on the field. You know, quiet confidence, let your play do the talking, blah, well, they blah. They said that about Kobe until Kobe bust their hearts open. Kobe was the golden boy, the, the clean guy. Uh, when, before he did all this stuff, then the Colorado incident came out there. Everybody was shocked. They said the same thing about... They said the same thing about Tiger Woods, never get in trouble until they found out what Tiger Woods, then everybody destroyed. Now he's the worst person in the world. Russell Wilson, um, this is just who he is as a person. Right. Uh, oh, and, he's not trying. And the, and the, media, just, and the media does this. The yeah. media makes him the golden boy because he probably gives interview readily at any time uh, somebody puts a mic in his face. And not that, not that you know, it's something bad about that. But when, you, when the media makes you that golden boy or that star or – they they're the ones that want to bring you down. Well, I mean, it's also interesting because normally so you're going to be who he is. Well, I, a, oh, and that's obvious. It's a exactly. It's a it's a problem to people that's that baffles me that he got tattoos. I, I yeah, I know. I understand that that I don't I don't agree with. But I think that now San Francisco is trying to make themselves the bad boys of the league, and I, I think hope, they're slowly starting. I, I think they're slowly starting to get back to being feared. <laughs> like if they win the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be very very different. It's, people are going to look at them as the best team in the NFL, hands down, no matter what happens. Because Kaepernick will have supplanted I himself agree. as a top ten running back, a top ten quarterback. Going back to Russell Wilson, though, Marshall Lynch didn't talk to the media all year this year, so they had to interview somebody. Interview somebody that's not an offensive lineman that nobody cares about. Unfortunately, even though they keep Russell Wilson's ass off the ground, you have 
Marshawn Lynch that he, he got fined fifty k, I think. Yeah, it, and, and that's, that's he didn't the NFL. say one word because he's, you know, he's a Cal Berkeley, uh, Cal Berkeley product. He doesn't. They brought him over for a reason because he was he got suspended what four games like five years ago for substance abuse in Buffalo. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was he was the third running back there when McGahee came in, and they saw something in him. They brought him in. They I know that Seattle now signs people based on demeanor. Take away the secondary with that was stuff that probably wasn't a personal thing. It was just. Adderall, and you didn't know that you were going to get popped for it or I whatever. Think, I don't think Adderall should be a problem. Well, how, how you know the guy don't have a uh, he can't ADD mind, or ADHD? ADHD, ADHD yes, um, it makes your decision making quicker. It makes your brain focus. It's brain steroids, is what it is. That that's that's how people that's how people get through if you have ADD or ADHD. It's crack cocaine if you sell it on the street. Is what it is. Okay, um, that's fine. But I, I don't I don't see it as a problem if if. If the guys have, if he has it, if he has ADHD or ADD, then I understand that. But if you just taking it for the ready football game, yeah, now it's a banned I'm, substance. Yeah, it's a banned substance. Banned n- substance. Not not if you need a prescription for it. I'm I'm saying if he had, if he has that, uh, but you can't ban something for a guy who needs that. It's impossible. Yeah. He, he'll never get in trouble for that. Never. Either way, that's why I think Russell Wilson has been more in the spotlight this year because <laughs> nobody else is worth an interview on that team. You know, I mean, Richard Sherman, but Marshawn Lynch won't interview with anybody, so. Well, see, the great thing about that defense is that defense plays as a unit. Right. So, you, who, who are you going to interview? Uh, and and I, I didn't agree with finding him 50000 but I know what that's for. Well, it's, it's part for, of the contract, isn't it? You have to talk to the media after the game. It's, it's part of the media sound bites or the NFL sound bites and stuff right. like that. So, you do have to talk to him. Uh, I don't agree with it, but you do have to talk to him. But what he could have done, just went in there, asked one or two questions and left. Yeah, be a Bill, Bill Belichick, say seven words and right. 15 questions and, and leave. And, and he filled his obligation. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots, and then we'll talk about the Patriots uh, going into Denver Broncos to play a highly anticipated. It's one. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I tell you, we come back when we do that. Kwame Lass Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter in studio, NFL heavy show today. We've talked about the Saturday games now, or we've talked about the NFC games. Now we're going to talk about Indianapolis Colts going into New England. They get their butts beat pretty badly. Nobody would have thought that it would be off six rushing touchdowns, but that's how it happened. All of these uh, NFL analysts on TV, a lot of them picked Indianapolis to win this game. And on Friday, I switched my pick back to New England because you don't give Peyton Man- uh, Tom Brady that much fuel to uh, going into a playoff game. And he didn't even really do much. 13 of 25, 198 yards. This game was about the New England Patriots running the ball and Andrew Luck looking like Matt Stafford. And that's how I, that's why I've seen him. He was 20 of 41, 331, two touchdowns, four picks. Interception on what, the second play of the game, if not the first, that led to a LeGarrette Blunt rush, uh, rushing touchdown. Andrew Luck needs to be very careful. Wait a minute. Wait because a minute. I'm telling you this, and the reason why I tell you this, take away the accolades. Isn't this what I've been talking about last week, and you just thought I was bashing him? No, 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 no. You? No, but they won the game. That was, that was a miraculous comeback. The if, if, the, if they would have lost that game, I would have been, been mirroring your sentence. But he Absolutely. Put that, he put them in that situation. They won a the game, which is great. Take that win and run. I don't care how you win a football game, like the San Diego Chargers. And that's what I was backing up. That's does, what I was backing even up. Even how the Chargers won and argue. got into the playoffs, go to Cincinnati and win against Denver and, and, and start slow. I don't care how you win a football game. Win it, take it, and run because they're hard to come by. Um, but when I was talking about Andrew Luck, I was talking about just that. He has to make better decisions. And I, and I don't want – Andrew Luck, in my, in my opinion, he's going to be great one day. He's going to be great. He's not great right now. He's not at all. He's real good. Yeah. He's, he's in a situation where – I think he's in a perfect situation where he comes in and, and, and the team just – gravitate towards him, even with the situation last year with a head coach going through a a health issue, um, and he was able to win football games with uh, Bruce Arians over there, who's now the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Bruce Arians getting those guys to play. I I think he's going to be great, the quarterback Andrew Luck. I think they're asking him to do too much right now. But when he he threw those interceptions in that Kansas City Chiefs game, um, who arguably could be a, a great defense, Kansas City Chiefs, but you can't do those. You can't. Those are throws that kind of was off his back foot as, as well because you can't throw out that your that the defensive guy can get. Now everyone knows that the quarterbacking. You throw a situation where it's to the ground. My guy can get it. Okay, we got three yards. It's second and seven right now. You can play football from second and seven as a second and ten. There there are play calls for that. But when he made those bad decisions, those four interceptions, and then he came back, I'm thinking this got to be a this is where I'm going to watch Andrew Luck now because it has to be a learning curve, which I think he's going to take that step to even do better, to be better. Um, but when he did that, and I gave him a chance to win this game because I watched. I thought the Indianapolis Colts were better with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins had the Patriots on the ropes twice. Yeah. So I thought they were better, and Divisional I gave him a chance. Though. And I was, I, I, was, I was riding along the same lines you were. I switched minds because it's Tom Brady, and it's in New England. I can't be that crazy. Uh, even though, as much as I like Andrew Luck, he he has to overcome some things. You can't just go straight to the top. Michael Jordan had to be the, the Pistons had he had to get over the Pistons first before he became who he was uh, as winning national and winning, winning world championships. Everyone has to go through somebody or something to become who they are. 
Uh, well, I mean, luckily for Andrew Luck, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are getting older. So they're not having to deal with them but as much as people a, normally would have. And somebody might have to go through him, which is possibly going to happen anyway. But, yeah, you're right. They, he, they're getting older and they're going to be out the way. See, it's weird. He, he's, so he throws the pick, touchdown. Uh, uh, New England gets another one, and then he throws a perfect pass to LeVon Brazil, who's nobody heard of, who nobody's heard of. Until this year, 38-yard touchdown pass, it just, bam, back in the game. You're only down a touchdown. Like, it's, it, it seems like he's, he's playing a game within himself, how he's trying to not make mistakes before he makes good plays in a lot of times. And I mean, he, had, he has flashes. He has flashes, and I will give, on the other side, I will give Tom Brady so much credit for just trusting the run. He didn't need to do anything this game. And take away LeGarrette Blunt's 70-yard touchdown run. The run, running was consistent without that. Right, without if, that if breaking you take that, that away, just, he still has about eighty nine yards. Yeah, so yards. I mean, they they looked really good on the ground, and this is interesting. Now is Legarrette Blunt the new Marshawn Lynch? Tampa Bay, nobody gave him it. Like he had one year of a uh, of a breakout kind of, and then Doug Martin's there, so they signed him. He, he had always had the issues at Oregon with punching the Boise State player after the game. Um, he has some mental. I think that was more mental. But I think that it took a little while. He's mature now. I wonder if he is the new Marshawn Lynch in this league, where he gets a chance on a winning franchise. To perform, he's on one right now. But I understand. And, and so he's have, given a chance. He's he's jumped Stephen Ridley because he's he's a big back and he still has speed and he's. Well, he, you know Belichick. He goes by who he can trust and Peyton Man and, and uh, Tom Brady is that guy too because we watch how. But as watched, he gets older, he's going to have to trust the run. You're going. He can't. He's not Tom Brady. That that's he used one of the things I was going to. That's one of the things I want to bring up. That doesn't it look like the New, the New England Patriots are running team? Are they running the football and it works well for them? They've always been able to do that because of the passing of Tom Brady and what he could do with overachievers. I look at the New England Patriots and I say that's an overachieving team outside of the Tom Brady situation. Because you look at the running back from, you go, let's go back seven years. Look who the running backs were. They were a, a bonus of them. Uh, you always had a guy that could run because of what that system of offensively system uh, allows them to do and, and the gaps and what Tom Brady was able to do. Um, when you talk about the cerebral quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, you got to bring in Tom Brady. He's not just an athletic guy. He's always, he's very smart. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you see that. Uh, but with the running game and, and LeBlunt being there, I wonder is he going to be there next year? Yes. Because the, I mean, he is a guy that I will want to come back next year. But sometimes these guys start filling themselves and say, "Well, oh, well, I want to be the star too." No, you just you don't want to be the star. You want to be. There the are guy. no stars on the Patriots. No stars. You want to be the Tom guy. Brady. You want to be the guy on the Patriots team that win multiple Super Bowls. Right. And I, and I, I think he'll stay. And, and you know you're not getting paid if you go to the Patriots. So, I mean, you're not going for that. Uh, with God, What was I going to say? Well, you, don't oh. have, you, know, you, know, you don't have Oh, to. I got there. Um, <laughs> this is the team that used to never run the ball inside the five-yard line. They always used to spread everybody out, shotgun Tom Brady, two-yard touchdown pass to Wes Walker, two-yard touchdown pass to Gronk, Aaron Hernandez. Now they run the ball when they're in the, inside the five-yard line. So they've definitely changed. They're adapting to the game, and they're adapting to the new NFL. You have to be able to run the ball to win. And well, Tom Brady's taking a back seat, and you never thought that he would take a back seat. And, and he's learning, and Belichick is they he's was, called a mad genius for a reason. If they watched Peyton Manning for years, even when Peyton Manning with, uh, obviously had to been in Indianapolis, if you watch him for years, you'll understand that a, a quick two-yard route is a run play. Those are run plays now. And you got a, a elusive receiver um, in that slot. Who was it, Edmund for um, for uh, Brady this, yeah. sh- this week, last week? Um, but when you – there are pass plays that are designed so much to be a run play. That's quick hitch, give me two or three yards. Well, Drew Brees, I, can, I mean, that, that's, that's Drew Brees in a nutshell. <laughs> 
So, I mean, what did you take away from this with the Patriots is, in my opinion, they can do both now. Well, the, the, the Denver Broncos had a good day running on these guys when they were in New England. Now I see, I don't see Tom Brady having to pass through all up and down the football field. I see them running the football. Yeah, well, especially because Denver's run defense isn't great. Yeah. It's not going to be a, um, it's not going to be that game we saw uh, pr- pr- uh, previous in the regular season. It's going to be, it's going to be a control game with these two mastermind guys, these two quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a control game. I don't think the score is going to be as high. Uh, twenty three seventeen, something like that. This is the and most potent offense in NFL history. The Broncos, right? Yeah, but you, you think you think the defense is going to cut them? No, you, we we've seen uh, we've seen the most potent offenses uh, play against some defenses that can't score. Well, can't no, get, well, and the best zone. defense is keeping your offense on the field. Right. So it's not like Philip Rivers. The Chargers held the Broncos to their two least yardage total, two lowest yardage totals in the over the course of the year because they can control the ball better. And I think Tom Brady can do that. I don't think it's going to be the New England defense that's going to be that, that's going to be the star. It might be Tom Brady keeping the ball on the field, keeping them himself on the field. Well, whether you um whether most people believe it or not, this is a big game. And these guys going to tighten up. Some of these guys will tighten up. I believe up. I feel like everybody believes it's yeah, an AFC so, championship game. Well, um, no, I'm talking about the tightness of some of these guys. They they want to practice it's the difference between practicing for this team and then playing against this team, Patriots or vice versa, the, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, well, I got everything down. But when I get in here, and, and by some tightness, I'm thinking, I'm saying, most of them just excited. They 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 wasted so much energy waiting for the clock to start, the kickoff to start to get it going, and they've burnt so much energy. Now you got to rebuild that. By that time, it's third quarter. If the Denver Broncos <laughs> don't win the Super Bowl this year, Peyton Manning will. Tarnish his record even more to the Hall of Fame. Well, he will, but if Eli Manning wins another Super Bowl, there's going to be a question. There's going to be a question. Mm-mm. Yeah, there will be because that's no question. Peyton, okay, Eli Peyton Manning, Manning is better right now. He got two Super Bowls. Okay, according Pey- to people, Pey- Peyton Super Bowl. Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all time. He will go down as is just that. And if Eli Manning wins three and Peyton only wins one with the teams that Eli that Peyton Manning has had, are you kidding me? You this think, is the best offense of all time in the NFL. Do you think Eli would is going to win another one? Yeah, win. Of win. course I do. I absolutely think Eli will win another one. Really? Yeah, I, I, I picked them coming out of that division this year when they were zero and six because Eli Manning is Eli Manning. I don't think uh, Eli Manning wins another Super Bowl. Okay, but uh, on topic, I do believe <laughs> that. Peyton Manning is it is Super Bowl or bust. You win, or this will be an issue. Now, that's because he's so great. That's the pressure we put on. Uh, no, him. it's that's not. He's so great. It's because he it doesn't perform. So great. He doesn't, he he doesn't perform in the playoffs. That's why there's the pressure. Why, why on him. is it in Super Bowl or bust for every starting quarterback? He played one half of last game. Who, who Peyton Manning? Yeah, yeah. So what? I, I don't know what you mean when you say My that. My point. He doesn't. He's a different quarterback in the playoffs. He plays more scared in the play. Yes, he played really well yesterday. But like I said, some of these guys are tightened up. It just, it just, unfortunately. So I, you can give that be. excuse for a top five quarterback of all time. Top ten, he tightens up in the playoffs. No, no, I said some guys are tightened up. I'm going off of what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm saying, and, I'm saying he will go when you started. When you started that on Peyton Manning, I said, and he'll walk right into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah. It should be Super Bowl or bust for every quarterback that gets in the playoffs. But Peyton Manning has added. Maybe it's media pressure. I understand. You have you broke the all these records. Touchdown. The facts and are the facts. And he, yeah. uh, he does get into the playoffs, and it don't. These are the facts. Now he's 10-11 and 11 in his career in playoffs. 10-11. and 11. He, so, he's, he's a guy that could get you there. Tom Brady's 18-7. and seven. Yeah, but you, you, you're just missing the other team. And, and they they got passion, will, desire, hope, and uh, 
just because Peyton Manning is great and as great as we make him out to be, that don't mean he going to beat those teams. He has to line up and play. you telling me last year had nothing to do with uh, Peyton Manning. It, it was a defense fault. If he, if Peyton Manning will make every excuse to put it on himself. If that guy doesn't break up on a defense on a play, which I could never yeah, understand yeah, yeah. to the day. Yeah, yep. If he don't break up on that, they end the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. We'll take we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll, we'll talk about some uh, New England Patriots and uh, Denver Broncos and what the Denver Broncos did to the San Diego Chargers. Kwamalasa Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back to the show. Kwame Lassen Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. We are on our last segment. Before we get out of here, enjoy the rest of our day. Finish enjoying the rest of the day. I always have fun coming to the studio. Um, you know, this week. Yeah, we'll I'm, see what happens when it goes back to nine o'clock and not ten. Well, you be you be hosting for <laughs> you be hosting for thirty minutes. I'm not fighting that traffic anymore. I understand. Um, but I will be on a Tuesday. Tuesday, I will be doing the training again. So I'll probably call in or come right through tomorrow. Uh huh. So get your, get your guest list or whomever you want to call I'm in. I'm working on it. Got some emails out. And Thursday, huh? I got, yeah. Okay. All right, we were talking about some uh, NFL football. We do want to breeze through, not not kind of breeze through, but we want to get to this uh, this next part so we could talk a little bit, probably A-Rod situation. That could be a brief conversation, really. Um, the San Diego, Chargers, San Diego Chargers, um, going into the Denver Broncos, got into the playoffs, how they got into it, okay, oh, well. 
Uh, they go to Cincinnati and they they beat Cincinnati, who has the most depth of any AFC team, who you thought might come out of the playoffs as one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, that's not the case because Andy Dalton is going to be as one of those guys that can get you there and probably not get you to the to the dance. He get you to the, he'll drive you there, but he won't get be able to go through the door. The um, San Diego Chargers they started real slow in this football game, and before I get into the football part of it, the, the I want to ask you, Alex. You think they had anything yes, to do? Yes, I do. With Absolutely. The three, the, with the three uh, interviews that they absolutely hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and this is what we were talking about on Friday. I'm pissed. He took all they did was dink and dunk and run the ball for the first half, and I think that they were too. I think Ken Wisenhunt was focusing on the fact that if you keep Peyton Manning off the field, you'll win the game. So let's run three plays to get nine yards instead of trying to open up the offense like they did in the fourth quarter and towards the se- end, of the, end of the third quarter. I don't understand where the disconnect was. They were I'd two different teams. A, I'd rather have a shootout than yeah. to keep Peyton Manning. So Make guess, big mistakes. You're look, not supposed to be here anyways. Look what uh, – exactly. Now you're here. You're here, so get it done. Keenan Allen, 150 yards receiving in the second half. Third rounder in the second half uh, out of Cal. The guy's awesome. He – he he's not. I mean, you look what Philip Rivers have to throw to. Uh, Antonio Gates didn't even. He can't even move. He's he walking in quicksand. Right, right. I'm like, what happened to this guy? Um, I just guys do get older. Guys do get older. But I, I gotta, I gotta wonder what, what where's Antonio Gates? Because well, he's still one of the best. He's had plantar fasciitis. He's had for two he, years. He's had feet foot issues. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting older. And you have foot issues. It's diff- It's more laboring to move around. He used to be able to. If once you lose that step in the type of game that he plays, I mean, he's he's a zone killer or used to be, and he used to be able to. Uh, but he's he's just not who he is anymore. And Ladarius Green will be fine. I think he's he's a Julius Thomas type. He dropped a couple big big conversion balls yesterday. You can't be doing that. So he's. St- and I remember one. It was third and long. Philip Rivers threw a laser at him, and he he closed his hands after the ball went by him. So he's still learning how to play the game, but he's going to be fantastic come next year. Well, yeah. Well, my whole thing is is, is those interviews I thought took away from what the San Diego Chargers were able should possibly could have accomplished again this year in Denver, and that's winning a football game against Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning and Denver Broncos. Peyton had a he had a Peyton Manning day. He had two touchdowns. Uh, we've seen him all regular season throw three to five touchdowns mm-hmm. in, in football games. He did have an interception that uh, bounced out of Decker's hand and maybe off his chest, shoulder pass. Great play by the— he kept uh, it 14 nothing at halftime, which was huge. Yeah, it was huge for the uh, San Diego Chargers yeah. to go into halftime like that. Yeah, and Julius Thomas fumbled the ball in the first quarter, and the, and the Chargers couldn't do anything <laughs> with it. So they had opportunities, and I think they were just playing— Playing not to make mistakes or something, and it's easy to scapegoat uh, Ken Wisenhunt here. Maybe they were just trying to feel out the game plan, trying to feel, trying to keep it close at halftime, and then put the uh, put the afterburners on in the second half. But they waited too long, and when they got the onside kick, fantastic kick, it was perfect. Uh, Nick Novak, you know that's great. He's 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 going to become a, uh, become a top five, top seven kicker next year. Um, when they had to kick a field goal, it kind of deflated the whole situation. Because they had just scored a touchdown, kick a field goal, and then they have the Broncos at third and seventeen on their own twenty on the Broncos twenty five yard line. It's three oh five. It's three oh five. It's third and seventeen. How do how do you let a receiver get behind you? <laughs> he was that's so what, open too. They deserved a little bit. They got in a certain a crazy way. They got San Diego Chargers got into the playoff a, a, a certain way. Okay, that's what it is. It is what it is. You got third and seventeen with a chance to get the ball back to possibly go down and tie it up. 
and it's third and 17. It's 305. He catches the ball for seven for 18 yards. So it's 301 left on the clock. How how do you blow a coverage in the fourth quarter? And then there was a third and seven that went to Demarius Thomas again. Right. That was that was the backbreaker. How do you blow a coverage like that? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, and this it, it third it was, and seventeen. You off the field. They they putting the ball back because Peyton Manning would say, "Well, you we have got, the ball. Two, two timeouts. Two minute warning. Down a touchdown. Right." Defense on the field, go out there and ball. And and the defense had just gotten off the field twice, so you know that they're tired. So I mean, it was uh, and it, you know that Peyton Manning was like, "You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me." That was that this is happening that, again. That, that was a huge game for uh, the Denver Broncos and winning that game and getting over. And I wouldn't even say they're getting over the hump. This AFC opponent that they know well, San Diego Chargers know them well, but San Diego Chargers of late have had. Not just Peyton Manning's number, but the uh, Denver Broncos Absolutely. number. And, and they didn't even get – so they got a step further than they did last year. So they beat – because that was a divisional round last year. They lost the Ravens. So now they're the, now this is the real deal. Let's see what this offense can do under pressure. Eric Decker dropped balls. Julius Thomas dropped a couple balls. Demarius Thomas dropped one. Like, this is and, – and no don't, don't forget about the touchdown that was called back, the 100-yard uh, touchdown kickoff. Yeah, but was that was – that block in the back was yeah. early. I mean, it was early, but I'm saying it was called back. Yeah. It, that was, those, those mistakes you can't be making if you're going to play against the New England Patriots. Uh, and the Chargers made a huge one in the fourth, in the fourth quarter when uh, <laughs> they marched down and uh, Nosha Moreno ended up with a three-yard touchdown run. There was an awful pass interference call in the middle of the field. And it, it, was, it was pass interference, but I think that was third down, too. It's like third and nine, and and just bailing out. You, you can't bail out this offense. Most potent. I, I, I don't. In NFL I don't history. see the. Uh, I I no longer see the strength in Peyton Manning's arm, but I still see the the wisdom. I still see. He threw that one against uh, what's it, Eric Decker's chest that was pretty fast. Oh, that was that was a well, bomb. That was a, for seventeen yards. Yeah, I think his arm strength. For the, he could play for ten more years if he you could throw need, You can yards. still have arm. You must still have some arm strength if he throws fifty five touchdown passes in a year. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Do you want to go over these touchdown passes he threw? He got great receivers over there. And I didn't think they were great until we argued about this last year. They weren't great the until he got there. Oh, yeah. You, you talked talk best about, about Eric Decker I last sure, year. I, exactly. I talked crap about that guy. I didn't think he was that guy. Eric Decker is good. Yeah. Eric Decker is good. He had like 14 touchdowns this year. Okay. Now, you, you let me, let's go to his arm strength okay. before we get off this and then we do some scores. But his arm strength don't have to be that good. You see a lot of these – you saw yesterday, if you watched those games, a lot of receivers coming back. Not just that game, Denver Broncos and the Chargers. Every game, every NFL game that played this weekend, a lot of receivers coming back. So, But now I'm talking about Peyton Manning. And yeah, his Drew, Brees, four, Drew Brees looked awful. Right. Yeah, that's and his true. four neck surgeries, Peyton Manning, and, and a couple you know, rehab going through some things. He don't have the arm strength. He's also 38, he, right? 37? <clears throat> I don't care how old he is. He's a, he's a starting quarterback. So his arm street, the routes, we watch him throw three three yard routes and go to the house all year long. So don't tell me about his arm strength. He doesn't have it, but he's still smart enough to get the ball out of his hand like Kurt Warner was. Yeah, and if arm strength, Drew Brees still has great arm strength, right? Still, uh, Joe Flacco has fantastic arm strength. and Drew Brees is the one who started all this short arm and throwing all this. Right, but the more arm strength you have, the better chance there is that you're going to make mistakes. Is that fair to say? It's easier to curtail your mistakes if you're only throwing 15-yard passes as opposed to trying to put the ball in the money against these talented defenses in the NFL. Well, they, so, they take shots. They take four shots, a legitimate four yeah. shots down the field. What you got to do, that's why you got guys like Wells Walker who will walk into the Hall of Fame also first ballot, in my opinion. You can throw these short underneath routes because you got guys that can make guys others miss and get up the field. You cannot 
defend everybody on this offense. Somebody's going to go off on you. You just have to decide who it's going to be. <coughs> Let's go into uh, we got thirty seconds. What? Well, we got okay. We got thirty seconds left in today's show. Yeah. But we come back tomorrow Tuesday and we will talk about. I'll open and, with a Rod tomorrow. And we yeah we do a Rod. A Rod is not a huge. He's an idiot in my opinion. He's not a like a huge story. I think he's trying to protect his legacy, but we'll, we will get in that tomorrow. We'll talk about A-Rod. We may have a, a baseball guy call in. I might have a different baseball guy. If Junior try to loud talk the show. Kwame <laughs> <laughs> Lassa Sports Talk, uh, Alex Clancy. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little more uh, slightly football, what's to come in some A-Rod situation. Whatever's happening in the news, we'll talk about. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.